0: So, what
1: am I here for? The color? They but so fun.
0: They have each other's bags, and today is are in, a in a Georgia town. Wanna show the stacks much more than either of the love, very, The, stacks of berry and the toy,
1: it's second
0: Hello and welcome to another fun-filled episode of In the Stacks with Barry and Latoya. Uh, we're recording a little late today because um, what is it? I'm on island time, therefore I'm here at work um, later mm-hmm. than normal. So we are recording in my closet, as Barry puts it. Mm-hmm. I love my closet. It's it's you know, granted that it, it does have issues with climate control. We
1: have no internet <laughs> signal.
0: Well, I mean, I have one, but you know, you're using you our clear bugs. spot. And well, I have ladybugs. This year, I have, you have asked, ants in here before. Well, when was that? Like last year, w.
1: Really?
0: Huh. I don't remember. I always remember my ladybugs. Yeah. I need to have Jared take those out out of my light. But yeah, I have no climate control because it's only an input vent in my office. It looks like so. But I like this space. It's mine, and see, you well, know, you can have other space and it would well, be a closet. But I mean, this is my space. So, so like, you could I can't. Other space. Well, I'm I away from you, everybody. I offered
1: you the, the staff room. You'd have to refrigerator you know. your own bathroom and twice no. as much room.
0: Yeah, but then staff has to come then back staff there. Staff can come in here <laughs> into this hole. Now I like my space, and then this way too, you can't be like, oh, I need for you to share your space with someone else. Like, yeah, no, no, can't happen. But it's my little place of solitude. I enjoy it. Minus the climate issues. <laughs> I've gotten used to the ladybugs at this point. So,
1: At some point you're going to go on a trip and you're going to come back and I'll use this
0: for storage. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, there's more storage spaces other places. Or we can just take your stuff and put it on. No. I like when, you know, almost, depending on the time of year, of course the birds will fly into the glass. And so you'll just hear them, you know, flapping against it and stuff.
1: The beautiful death rose, of the rose.
0: <laughs> but i'm like that i have my own little window so i mean it's 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 my space and it's it's me
1: so this is the second show we're recording this week
0: yeah i've not posted the other show yet um the mini episode which you know i don't know maybe i can splice it together or save it for next week or i don't know um but that one will be posted and now we're doing today's show. So, this morning, you sent me a um, a post, I guess, on Facebook. I have one app that all of my um, my chat accounts feed into. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm always logged in on Google Chat. My um, Yahoo Chat, which I'm like, you know, I don't think anyone even knows that it exists. Um, all of that feeds into one app, so it alerts me. So, even with Facebook, when you send me a message, it, you know, alerts me that there's... It makes it
1: very easy for you to not post to any of your
0: no, this is just chat. Yeah, that that's a different app. I mean, I you've a different got your app app.
1: Suite or whatever. Yeah, is. I don't use that anymore. And then you don't post it any, hardly anything.
0: Yeah, because I'm like I got stuff to do. So.
1: But you have all these accounts and stop having them. Again.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that some more though. I mean, as far as like even with Facebook and stuff, like the other day I think a day or two ago I posted about email. I just posted out there hoping that I get responses as to. Which email client most people like. And I had two people respond. Yeah, like, it's because okay. people
1: ignore you because they know that, you know, you're barely ever on. Yeah, but it's no. It's like that, a blip. I was like, oh, No, it should be side. the
0: reverse of that. Like, no, if I post all the time, the then ignore it. Uh,
1: the, the more active you are, the more people are engaged with you. No.
0: My mom. Um, that's I was, it is, though. I was teaching her this weekend. She, she got the iPad that I'd given to my dad a couple of years ago. She now has it. And so she wanted to learn how to do different stuff on it. So she's doing, I showed her how to use Facebook. So she posted a picture that they took a couple months back. And I mean, it's like everybody was coming out of the woodwork, liking it and commenting on it. But I mean, see, my mom hardly ever posts. I don't even know if she really understands how to. So this might have been like her second or third post ever. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, I thought that the less I post, the better. So that, you know, people would be interested. When you only post once a month, you get lost
1: in everything. But if you post every day, then people get used to checking to see what you're doing. Mm. I mean, it's the same way with your blog. If you have content every day, people get in the habit of looking to see what you're doing. You post once every six months. They're going to forget <laughs> about I mean, you and
0: exist. Po- well, with Tumblr, that's a whole different thing. But um, I do post on Facebook. and like, I mean, like at casually. least once a week. No, you do not. You've oh, gone a whole once month a week.
1: before without posting anything. Well,
0: that was when I was doing, like, I was cleansing. No, you know, no, I no. Like... no.
1: That, that was your announced cleansing. The other times, you've just, like, not done anything for a month.
0: I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really... I don't know. So yeah, I I have them, but I do feel bad that I have them and I don't use them. But on the flip side of that I don't want to like like relinquish the the tag or you know, any of that stuff. So I'm on I'm on social networking without actually social networking.
1: So you were saying I'd sent you a link.
0: Yes. You sent me I'm opening the app now. You oftentimes will send me posts when I'm sleeping, so when I wake up a part of my routine is to check my email and stuff like that. Um, so I saw that you'd sent me a message about an article. Uh, you put, curious about your opinions on my blog post now, today. I sent it at
1: 827.
0: 827, 827. Yeah. yep. And I read it yeah, at, you, you're
1: um, like, oh, you usually send it when I'm like asleep. But I was sleeping. Like, that's because you're like asleep when most people are at you know, Whatever.
0: Parking. I was asleep. I told you I was going to come at, I was going to work today 11 to 8. So I didn't have to wake up until 930. Um, but at 9:45, I texted you back because I I responded because I did read it, and so I um, had mentioned to you today about calling the um show the first time I ever saw your face and you didn't understand why I was quoting um Roberta Robert uh, Roberta Flack. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so I'm going to make an admission on on the air. <laughs> we're be- we're best friends, right, Mary?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I normally don't read <laughs> much of anything, and I—I right. I mean, you could honestly say that I've read one thing that you've written.
1: It was the shortest thing I ever read.
0: Yeah. Which you've even said is most people don't really care for that yeah. one. Um, when I read the article, I thought you had cross-posted because I did—you know—message you back and say, "Did you cross-post?"
1: Yeah, and I was like, uh, "No."
0: I, um, well, just because it was mentioned, it it, you know, was mentioned in Pretty Little Wires and all this other stuff, and, and, like, repeatedly, I know that was probably referencing the stuff on Amazon, but I read it, and I was like, wow, this, like, seems like it comes from someone who, like, writes. (laughs) Which I do. But, no, I mean, at first I looked at it on my phone, I was like, gosh, this is a lot of words, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to read it. Because, you know, normally, I'll, if you really want for me to see something, you'll text right. me and say, okay, look at this. But I was, I mean, I know that you probably just typed it to type it, but I was honestly blown away by the article. It was easy to read. It was fun. It was well-structured. So, so you wanted
1: to do the show to express your amazement over the quality of my blog post?
0: <laughs> yes. Well, just...
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, just how... I mean, obviously, I'm I'm taking you for granted what you're writing and stuff, and, and so I just wanted to say, oh, it's not broken, it's just, um, that I really actually enjoyed it, and it made me also feel, like, really stupid. Why? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I read your, art, your no, blog. I blog, talking about the Gossip and,
1: Girl and the Yeah,
0: but biaries. no, I mean, just, just, I mean, as far as, obviously, you know, what you're talking about, even in what you gleaned from Amazon, that, you know, you're you had some, val- a, a strong opinion about what was going on. You could, um, clearly, um, explain it, I guess, or uh, anyway. Um, but no, it made me, it made me compare your writing to mine. And, you know, I mean, I, I, write far less than you do, but even still, I'm like, huh, you should be the one writing for the paper, not me. <laughs> um, even though, um, Charlie, our, our volunteer, um, did mention that he really enjoyed this last article, he did ask me about, um, there was a word in there that he was like, is this in the dictionary? (laughs) Um, the word enthused? He's like, is that, you know, it's like, well, I don't know if if it's in the dictionary per se, but I know it's just a part of the regular vernacular, it's just a slang. Like, I'm not feeling particularly enthused? Yeah, and I I was like, I thought, but I mean, I know that I used it more so in slang sense, but you know, I I don't know. That's a word. But Anyway, so he said he enjoyed it, which was nice. Um, But no, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed your article. And, you know, I I was, yeah, I wish that you wrote for, like, the paper or something instead of me.
1: (laughs) Then you wouldn't read that either. (laughs) I mean, you don't read anything else in the paper.
0: (laughs) Okay, so tell us about um, your blog, and then I can give you my feedback on it. Because, yeah, I'm still kind of getting over the whole you wrote that. Um,
1: well, so. basically, uh, Amazon announced this thing called Kindle Worlds, um, where they're they are licensing certain properties. So far, all of them are Warner Brothers TV properties. Mm-hmm. So, specifically right now, it's the Vampire Diaries, Gossip Girls,
0: and Pretty Little Liars. Pretty
1: Little Liars.
0: Which I watch. I do watch that one.
1: And um, basically, you can write short stories, novellas, or novels featuring those characters. They will publish them for the Kindle. You will earn thirty five percent of the profit. Right. So Kindle only. Yeah, yeah. You will be paid to write what typically would be termed fan fiction. And part of the deal is is that of course you know that the owners of the intellectual property and Amazon split the other sixty five percent. And um, the owners of the intellectual property own anything you put in your story. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you did a Gossip Girl story and you introduced a new girl. I don't I don't know what you about the show. I introduced a new girl and she is like incredibly popular and everybody on the internet reads your story and downloads it millions of times and, and it's like this character is, is fantabulous. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Warner Brothers can take your character, stick it on the show, make uh, you know, a Barbie doll version of it, uh, make a cartoon, whatever, make spin it off into movies and they don't have to pay you another penny. Exactly. You're paid just the thirty five percent for each Purchase of your story, um, and some people think this is a horrible, horrible thing, and some people are very excited about it. And I don't really get all the people who think it's such
0: a horrible, horrible thing. And see, I it's actually, just what I was, yeah, I, I can see why. I mean, and you did mention it in your blog. You know, the the concern is that people, it almost in some way validates people who write shit, crap. Sorry. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, so many people write crap stuff anyway. Um,
1: yeah, there are people paid to write crap every day.
0: Well, yeah, that that is true too. But um I don't know. There's still a part of me that doesn't feel like it's it's okay.
1: I mean, I think it's brilliant, uh, especially for this. Well, it's
0: totally wise as far as business sense. Um,
1: yeah, because people are writing this stuff anyway. Um and now, then this way,
0: too, because you know, now we you have often, a chance to
1: earn money for it,
0: even if it's not much. But like we right. said before, you know, there's plenty of times where, we're like, well, Hollywood, please come up with something new. Well, look at this, yeah, they'll have this. Well, the the yeah, and then they can just take it and do whatever they want with it, yeah, and not pay you anything else,
1: <laughs> right? But I mean, you know, that's the way work for hire works. I mean, when I worked for Marvel, I signed a contract, every word I wrote for them belongs to them. Mm-hmm. They paid me one time, that was that. They reprint my stuff in hard covers. I don't get any extra money for that. They can go in and they can change my words. I don't get any money for that. Mm -hmm. They can go in and, matter of fact, they have. They've reprinted my stuff and not even put my name in. And you know what? It's theirs. But that's what you agree to. Right, right. And if you go into it and you know what the rules are and you agree to the rules, then that's that. And so if you badly want to write a Doctor Who novel and you do it, then you should be happy with whatever it is. And if you know going in they're going to own anything original that you create in there, then you have to make the decision, do I want to put in this really cool you know, Gallifrean character I've got in my head, knowing that they can have it, Mm -hmm. or am I just going to use characters from the show that they would own already?
0: Because on the flip side of that, you could hope that, or one would hope that, say one of your characters does make it, like, you know, have a huge impact on people, that if they further develop, you, it, you, they, that you would be able to take part in someone, maybe they would pay you for that yeah. aspect. And they don't have to. Right, no, but, they don't. But, but
1: that would be the point at which you, I would think, would attempt to market yourself, you know, by saying, you know, hey, I'm the guy who created, you know, um, I don't know, The Plumber. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the the Gallifreyan doctor who takes care of the really dirty crap. <laughs> you know, um, and then you know when they do the plumber TV shows and stuff, even if they don't mention you anywhere on it, um, you know you can slap on every book you've ever you'll ever write in the future. You know,
0: Creative creator rules. of the plumber. Unless they t- unless in the contract it says you can't. I mean,
1: well, I mean, uh, you own the copyright. It says that you own the copyright on your story and your characters but they have a license to use your characters however they see fit without any financial recompensation for you. Hmm. So, I mean, they, they can't say you didn't create it, but they but can can't use they... it and
0: not. Well, yeah, but it. can't they also limit your ability to, to use you it be... on other?
1: No, I don't think so. Yeah,
0: you know? okay. I, w- I would. I not know.
1: I mean, you know, that would be like you know saying you know you saying back up on I don't know Michael Jackson's last album. You know, Michael Jackson's estate can't stop you from saying I sang back up on his album. You did. <laughs> I mean, you know.
0: One well, other isn't there times <clears throat> like even in television where you can't, you can't market, say...
1: you can't make money, but you, I mean, okay. you're stating a fact. You know, you're just stating a fact. You know,
0: because I mean, yeah, I know that there are times on television where it's like you can't you know, if you go to, like, another network or do another show, you can't necessarily say, oh, you know, this is such and such, formerly of, you know, that there are times when they will restrict your ability to even say that or reference another show. So I didn't know if it kind of worked the same way. Not based off what they have now. But, I mean, there there there's certainly positives and negatives to it, and it will be interesting to see what comes of it. Um, Like you said, there are not very many, um, well, the stuff that Will be available as far as Gossip Girl and Girls and um, Pretty Little Wires are a specific audience.
1: <laughs> mm. um, it's
0: not, you know, it's not Doctor Who. It's not um, female driven right yeah, now. Yeah, but it is. I mean, they
1: mentioned that soon they'll have video games and comics and stuff like that. I assume they'll stick with the Warner Brothers properties to begin with since apparently they already have some sort of connection, mm-hmm. which would be all the DC comic stuff. Um, you know, you might get write a a fables
0: novel. I do think that... Or short story. Well, I'm curious as to whether or not they will continue to use some of the bigger names. Like, say, for instance, you would mentioned in your article Batman. Or if they'll pick an obscure character to see if people, how people treat that one first before they... I mean, because something um, like a Batman or Superman kind of thing is huge.
1: Well, I mean, I would think they would make more money off the bigger characters, but... If they're looking at it as an intellectual property, research, and development kind of thing, then, you know, they would bring out uh, characters they are not current exploiting. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, Like, uh, you know, Warner Brothers used to have a a TV show called Birds of Prey.
0: Yeah, Um, I never saw it, but I do remember Yeah,
1: you know, but that Um, somebody on one of the lists I was on was saying, you know, Space 1999, which is this old TV show from the 70s, I'd love to write a Space 1999 well, I mean, they should, but make that make that available. That's true. Nobody's I mean, doing anything with it now, and they haven't for forty that years. That would
0: be really, really wise on their part. Kind of like obscure worlds, where it's like even shows that kind of very short runs. Because, for example, Firefly, huge.
1: Yeah, if they only ran up Firefly, one year. Um, I guarantee you, there'd be hundreds, if not thousands, of yeah short stories, novellas, novels, all this stuff.
0: So, I, I guess um, it's a matter of thinking of what their end game is. Because, yeah, if they want to really. Um,
1: now, of course, you know, I mean, you only make money, they only make money if people do purchase it. Exactly. So, but
0: I mean, in some cases, people who are maybe well known in the fanfic, um, arena mm -hmm. will convert it. We will start to write in that way. And then of course, maybe, I mean, there's a sense of, of, um, what do you call it? (laughs) Gosh, I'm, I'm struggling for words today. Well, it's um, legitimate, right? It I legitimizes mean, you as an author to well, be on, you know, I mean, you know some Amazon. Are like, well,
1: you could write Star Trek now. Well, the difference though is, you know, Paramount's giving you permission. They're saying you can do it, and you can make money doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big difference between me writing a Captain Kirk story and posting it online for free, and me posting it to the Kindle and making 35 percent of each sale. I mean, it's you it's. Know? I mean if I'm going to write it anyway and most fans are going to write their fan Exactly. Anyway, and
0: you, you, this yeah. is a
1: good thing to me for writers because you're actually have the potential to make something.
0: Yeah, and that is what you said on um, in the article. It's not like, you know, it's like you're selling your soul or anything. Well, by... some people,
1: oh, it's reprehensible. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's going to fool people into thinking this is some golden ticket. Now, you know, if they were charging me, <laughs> if they were saying you pay us, you know, and we'll publish uh, $1500 we'll let you write a Star Trek yeah. novel. Now that's ripping me off, but they're paying me. There's no charge to me. How is that reprehensible? And if there's anybody who thinks, oh, I'm going to write this and it's going to go out there and it's going to become so popular that Gene Roddenberry going to rise up from the grave and say, this is the guy who should be <laughs> in control of the, the thing, and Paramount's going to fire J.J. J. Abrams, and,
0: you know, then I can't help
1: you because you probably have unrealistic dreams anyway.
0: I am curious about. Um the price point, you know, whether or not it some... all
1: be priced between ninety nine cents
0: and three ninety nine. Okay, okay, so okay, that makes sense. I didn't know if it was so. going to be like one of those. Oh, they're seven ninety nines and above, mm-hmm. or whatever. So no, they're just trying they, to get as much into the marketplace as possible. They
1: said, you know, if you write a short story, they'll probably charge ninety nine cents for it. If you write something that's over a hundred thousand words, they might charge three ninety
0: nine. But didn't it say? Didn't you say too in there that, that as far as cover art and stuff like that, that they would do? They, they
1: say they have a cover creator. Program. program Okay. I don't, you know, I, they just announced all this yesterday, so it's not even available for you to actually write anything yet. Um, I did sign up for the email, so they're supposed to alert me when you can, but, um, yeah, I imagine it's just, I would think, you know, for these kind of licensed properties, it's probably stock photos and stuff from mm-hmm. the show, you know, you arrange their character heads or, you know, you've seen, yeah, you know, these novels before. Um, I imagine they'll have covers like that. I don't know.
0: I think that I'm still teeter-tottering in terms of the old, just the definition of a writer in terms of old school versus what it's becoming like um, as far as self-pub versus. Well, writer. Publin. Well, sorry. let me take that
1: back. (laughs) If, If you're asking what makes you a professional writer, you know, I mean, Stephen King said, if you've ever been paid for your writing and you had enough money to pay a bill, you're a professional writer. I agree with that. You know, yeah. Well, let me, been, yeah, so let, I've been me let me, me money change to, that. Then. To, you know, pay a bill or have a nice dinner, or several nice dinners. You're a professional writer. You know.
0: Okay, let me let me change the phrasing on it because yes, I do realize I misspoke, but you know, kind of like a known published, like kind of like well, a Stephen you're King versus is, a is,
1: is, you know, oh well, he's a writer, but he's not a real writer.
0: Yeah. You know
1: that that. You know, but then what's the difference between somebody who paints and who has paintings, you know, that maybe hang in the library occasionally as part of a display, and art? I mean, that's that's really what you're getting to.
0: I guess. Is, um, oh, this
1: person may have written ten e novels, but he's not a real writer.
0: Well, because I mean, but you that's, know,
1: that's your own bias, uh,
0: and it is because I'm like, you know, there are times, and we, I've said it before, where it's like someone will come in, and they want to do, like, an author talk, or just, you know, oh, I'm a writer, and it's like, oh, you're one of those writers, in that no publishing company would look, you know, would publish your stuff outright, you had to do it yourself, kind of thing, so yeah, you're right, there is kind of my own imposed bias of, you
1: know, even, even that statement is a little like, that's not, what i'm saying ever, is that i clearly have my
0: own could not get published right i i know i get that but they I may mean, have chosen <laughs> for whatever reason <laughs> you see where i'm coming from though that yes i clearly have my own biases of oh you're writer but you're self-pubbed versus right. oh you're writer and you know marvel published your stuff or moonstone mm-hmm. or something you know another an actual right. you know people who are going out there and and getting talent and having a book you I've been for.
1: published, you know, like, 55, 60 times, and yet it was my blog post today
0: but that made that you went, look
1: at me as a writer.
0: It was in the format <laughs> that I like, which is, you know, online, and it wasn't, like, And it was it I was mean, a cute
1: picture of Vanessa Hudgens with yes. it.
0: Yes. When I saw it, I was just like, wait a second, honey. Yeah. And then, yeah, I read. But, um, yeah, I think it's just all a matter of presentation. Isn't that always the case? I mean, we kind of like in just a physical book, you look at it, and if it has no, uh, like, a simple cover, you're less likely to pick it up. In this case, well, it was an article that you shot to me, and I'm like, "Oh, cool," you know. And I, well, drew I mean, onto well, you know, it.
1: with um, with in terms of books that I write, um, I've written some things that are ebook only, mm-hmm. and I don't really feel like I published anything. Really? I mean, I wrote that story, but it's not a real, it's not a real book unless they printed it in paper. Oh, because mm. I mean, I know people who write only ebooks, and I cannot do that. I feel like that's you know,
0: it even is though people weird are buying
1: stuff. I can't hold it. I can't. I can't. I can't hold a picture of me holding it. So how is it real?
0: (laughs) It it is kind of weird because, like, I know that when I did my um, picks for, I guess it's July, um, our staff picks. It's every month um, a member of staff picks out books that they like to suggest to the um, public and stuff. Mine, I didn't realize that all but one are actually ebook only. And then I was thinking about that interesting relationship with libraries and Amazon or just if you're not if you don't have an ebook vendor what what's the likelihood of anyone actually reading your stuff in the public setting so like those books that i said oh is really great well you can only get it on Amazon yeah if you don't have that then you're you know you're not going to pay to download it or whatever but um but no um but yeah i just yes i enjoyed your article very much even though you know, I know it was just another one of your articles or something yeah, else I, you wrote.
1: Yeah, I do a blog post every single day.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: right. I have for a, for a couple of years.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I have
1: I have something on my blog every day. I know you do. If I'm going on vacation or something, I will write them all ahead of time, and then they roll out.
0: Well, like I said, you know how to get my time. Like I've already done the
1: Saturday post.
0: Oh, okay. On Thursday, I do my Saturday
1: post, and then on Friday, I do Friday and Sunday. That way, I don't have to do it on
0: yeah, but I did enjoy it, and... Did
1: yeah. you, you retweet it? Or,
0: no, not yet. Or share No, it I actually it still have it, open, though. It or no, not yet. <laughs> I read it on my phone, and I did see at the time that there were three other bloggers that, or, you know, whatever, three other blogs that liked it, including, like, Derek Ferguson and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to like it and retweet it. So. Yeah, I,
1: you know, it's only one o'clock, so maybe it'll have a chance to break my all-time. My best ever day was 321 hits. I'm at 201
0: right now. Wow but was that off of like i know you usually do the little amazon the bestseller list no it was i forget
1: what happened that day it it was nothing that made any sense Really, (laughs) i I have a phone call
0: me too okay so i don't even know where we left off because we paused Excuse me, we pause it. We both have phone calls. All right, so tell us why you've decided to do Tumblr. Because I've had a Tumblr account for a while now, and I just really another don't ever use do it. With, yeah. I know, Well, it's funny because it's stuff, just like with Facebook. It's like, oh, Barry, go do Facebook. It's like oh, stuff you, that you I've done. And then let somebody do and then, Well, no, I'm just, no, I didn't say to do it, but yeah. I told you I had an account, and you're like, huh? But it's just another one of those things where it's like, yeah, I've been on it, and then I, I'm not. But now you're on it. Um because I'm hoping that maybe you feel, in a way, like Tumblr or, like Twitter was to you back in the day, where you're like, this is kind of pointless. To you know, now you're like, maybe there's some validity in Twitter. Well, um, not as much as Facebook, I suppose.
1: Well, but. I, I use Twitter to uh, mostly do my rants. Yeah. Um, I have much more. I rant much more often on Twitter, and then on uh, Facebook is my, um, isn't very really sweet. Kind of thing. I mm-hmm. post little funny pictures of my just family. Just like different yeah. sides of
0: your personality.
1: And, kind of stuff. and then uh, Tumblr uh, is where I'm just posting like pictures and quotes that I
0: like. So, so, so yeah, it's it's not so, as bad once you define what each thing is supposed to be for you.
1: Uh, you know, other people are using them for all kinds of other crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I read an article in the past about how popular Tumblr was. And at the time, I'm like, I, I think I was the only one here that was used, that had a Tumblr account that I knew of. And I'm like, I don't understand what this, this you know, why it's as big as it I'm is. I'm sure
1: you read my post yesterday on my right. page. I yeah. said, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter and Tumblr. Twitter is where I typically post my rants about various pulp or pop culture conventions. Tumblr is home to whatever strikes my fancy, be it pictures, quotes, videos, etc. Between Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, and my blog, you really have far too much access to my troubled mind.
0: So see clearly, I did not read your post. I would not have asked that question. Exactly,
1: because <laughs> I, I I had defined this for everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, but. Everyone but me. We still have to. I'm going to pull a mom here. You still have to have face-to-face conversations with me because I mean, I mean, even then. It, it... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But but I mean, you're enjoying Tumblr at this um, point. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I uh, it got me a cool theme. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, a bottle theme. And, uh, and that thing is snazzy as hell. Makes everybody else's thumb tumblers look like
0: crap. I do love. You. Is it the same one that you yeah. had? Yeah, I do love that thing. it's uh, very um, um, silent era kind of movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's really really cool.
1: And I couldn't get it to do "Pulp Writer" on one line, so now it just says "Presenting all various Oh, which I like anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm posting all kinds of stuff over there. And uh, I what I what I say is it's uh, I, I post uh. Pictures and things that uh, stimulate my muse. So there's everything from comic book stuff to movies to pretty girls, uh, all that
0: stuff. Speaking, right, speaking of, of muse, do things. you actually have like a? I mean, I know with like some artists they have like or whatever designers they have a person that is their muse. Uh, do you have anything that would be like that? I mean, I guess you get inspiration from various things, yeah, but yeah. do you have a, a a like one for muse? No. <laughs>
1: Really? Yeah. No. I mean, like, you know, like, uh, you know, there's a model um, that I've been posting lots of pictures of, and she's the visual inspiration for my Gravedigger character. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think she looks like how I imagine that character to look, but I'm not writing my stories for her. That's kind of stalkerish. You know? um, and I know people, I mean, it's one thing if I was a poet and I'm writing a bunch of love poems for a particular yeah. person, or, but, you know, otherwise, nah. I, The only muse I have is really me. I mean, it's my imagination and my brain. That's all the muse you need.
0: Well, is your son your muse in some way? I mean, no. you're leaving stuff not, behind for him. I'm not writing for him. stuff. For him. You're not writing stuff that you hope that in the future he would... I mean, I, I that
1: he'll read it and like it, but I'm not writing it for him. No. Well, okay. I'm writing it for me.
0: Well, I mean, ultimately it is for you, but I do not know.
1: Ultimately, I think, you know, if uh, to me, as an artist, you should create art for yourself if other people like it, that's great. If they don't, they, they don't. But uh, you're the one who has to be happy with it or whatever.
0: Okay, so you're now on Tumblr. Yes. You're on Facebook. You're exactly. on Twitter. It's
1: Barry Reese Pulp, um,
0: What about... I know you were briefly on Pinterest. You're, I mean, yeah, you're well, I still on. have an account,
1: but I haven't used it.
0: In, in a while? Like, yeah, like six months or so. I know that you... That was kind of pointless. We deleted your LinkedIn because you didn't really see the point. I only but, had that for a class. Right. Um and then let's see what I'm other not doing with, Instagram right well yeah Nobody I, I mean,
1: an Instagram account that's great but I don't take enough pictures
0: it's kind of like what well, yeah with Pinterest I'm like I'm not a pictury person I mean I don't go around taking pictures all the time and that kind of stuff but oh. I think that it's more driven for people who want like, to be if, express that if you that way. if
1: you actually looked at my Tumblr you would see the kind of pictures I'm doing but
0: I've looked at it the one time yeah,
1: the one time showing, I know showed me it's like oh you know I don't know why I need to look at your blog I looked at it last year. <laughs> So yeah, no. But see, I actually, I actually, at least once every week or so, I because I have it bookmarked on here, even before I had Tumblr, I'll go to your Davidson snippets. Which you haven't updated in, in like a while, a long time, yeah. You know, I'll look at your stuff.
0: Um, <laughs> I am really bad, and I mean now I have all these different apps that are really great to to view all of them, and I have been better about it. There's um, you're getting called again. I'm an really important person. Okay. So you have all of these different accounts. Um, what is it? There's one that, oh, okay. So you say I don't, I'm not always on Facebook and stuff. The one thing I use a lot of actually is delicious. And I mean, it's just a tagging service. It's not, I mean, and it is, you can follow people um, with their delicious accounts, but a lot of times I'll be reading articles, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's really cool, and I'll tag it, because there have been plenty of times where I'll tag something that, even if I look up how to do something on a Mac, that I have to do rarely, but to have that one place to go to get it. But that's not really social.
1: It's for you, though.
0: It's primarily for me, but it's public. <laughs> I mean, I do have it open so that anyone can Which, see uh, it.
1: You know, On Twitter, I can't retweet any of your tweets. No, because That pisses me off every time. Even on the rare occasions when you'll post something humorous, <laughs> I can't even retweet it, you know? And so the other day, I started to just copy and paste your words and do it like I was tweeting to you but that and stick even... it into my feed, you know?
0: Yeah, I I just
1: don't—you know, why—the whole point of being on Twitter is to be tweeted and retweeted.
0: Not always. I mean, yes, there's several is. of my own family members who that's are that's on just Twitter like, and, and like they're you private. go on Facebook and you'll do, like, you know, posts that nobody can see but you. No, I don't do that mess. You you have done it before. Not just for me. No, yeah, I haven't yeah, done that. Yeah, People, you've done oh, that. What, was it, what would I have done that for? I've done that before.
1: Because, because even that? then, I was like,
0: that makes no that makes no freaking sense. You know,
1: first yeah, of all, if yeah. it's so bad, you, nobody can see it. You don't need to write that shit down, <laughs> okay? Because it's going to come back at some yeah. point. Right? Yeah. Don't write it down. Just keep it in your head and pretend no, you know, nobody needs to know. You know, if it's that bad, don't even don't even type it up.
0: Oh, this weekend I watched um, sixty minutes. Normally, sixty minutes used to be one of my shows, but because it there's that period where it's always preempted by stuff, uh, I was like, I got so fed up with it that I, I deleted it from my my shows list. Well, I'd seen a commercial leading up to this this last weekend's episode about uh, Michael Jackson's stuff that he left behind, and it's like it it fills like five five different facilities. One of the one that they showed you a glimpse of was like 20,000 square feet. There were cars in there. The The Neverland sign, the actual one, was in yeah. there. Um, it had his, his um, the glove that he had when he was on the, the special where he did the moonwalk for the first time and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It had all of that. Um, it has a curator, all of that. Um, they were talking about how he, dead, makes more money than any artist that's alive, like combined or something, he's made several hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. His estate is worth, like his part of, um, you know, he his estate or whatever owns um, part of the, um, is with Sony, and of course they own the catalog of the Beatles music, all that stuff. But his half or his percentage is believed to be worth $1.1 $1. 1 billion or something like yeah. that. And that he had written it so that the way I think 40% of his wealth goes to charity or something. And then, um, another portion goes to his children and another portion goes to his mother, at which point when the mother passes away, the remainder of that goes to his children. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so they were saying a lot of stuff that they have now is ultimately going to be up to the kids to decide what they're going to do with it when that comes time. And I mean, with that much stuff and with as big, I mean, again, despite whatever you may think Personally, of his behavior, um, as far as him being an artist, that I mean, you could have several
1: museums I, I follow,
0: uh, and Paris on uh, Twitter. Really, <laughs> she seems so weird. She she's has her normal. moments where it's just like she's very normal. She was
1: tweeting the other day how excited she was. She was ordering Domino's <laughs> pizza because how we pizza. <laughs> she seems like a normal. Was she fourteen,
0: fifteen, something like that? She yeah, but um, she just um just having that much, cause they said like when he passed away, he was in debt, like several hundreds of millions because they, the, um, they had said that he kept spending as if he was still living in the eighties. Yeah. Even, even though he was past his, you know, his prime in that sense or whatever. Um, but they're like, yeah. And they had to be his attorney who'd been with him on and off for over 20 years as one of the executors of his estate. And they had to be very diligent in what happened right after his death because they stood to lose the right. Beatles catalog um, because of the debt. And they came in, swooped in, and did what they have to do. And now, I mean, they still own that. He's like, that's stuff that they'll never sell. <laughs> um, they said that He said that he originally started off with, like, Sly and the Family Stones, that, that um, catalog they bought a few other artists. And he said that they kind of told the story of, with the Beatles, they're like, it came up for, like, auction for $46 million. They bought it like that. And he's like, that is the, <laughs> the best move that anyone could Although, have ever know, the Paul
1: done. Thing yeah, he,
0: you'd mentioned that to me. That he the, says
1: he told Michael, because Michael had not told him he was going to bid on. He said he told Michael. In confidence, he says, "I'm bidding such and such, and I think that's going to be the top bid." Mm-hmm. And then when he then Michael didn't say anything to him until it was then Paul was told somebody else outbid you, and they found out it was Michael, and Michael outbid him by you know like not much at all, mm-hmm. um, and that was when they didn't speak for years and years and years because Michael was a little bitch, <laughs> and you know I mean seriously I mean
0: yeah when when and, it comes and down to it that, that is that kind of what that happened.
1: stuff should have belonged to Paul.
0: I agree. I I do agree. And if nothing else, if they were really friends, they could have, even if he said, okay, well, let's half it. Hell, that is a whole bunch of money.
1: shortly before Michael died, Michael called him and apologized and offered to sell it back to him. And Paul says, okay, well, sure. You know, he didn't, he didn't believe that it would ever happen. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, six months later, Michael was dead anyway. Um, he said they never actually talked about it. Other than Michael saying, "Oh, you know, I'll sell it to you mm-hmm. at some point."
0: I mean, yeah, it, it it is kind of strange to think about the fact that the Beatles catalog doesn't actually belong to any of the Beatles. Mm. Um, it would make most no sense if Paul owned it, but um, but yeah, I mean, apparently, if it wasn't for that um, singular purchase, um, you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't have been as wealthy as he was or is. But, yeah, they said, you know, in death this past year, he made over 400-something million dollars. Um, that he's still, like, the number one artist on iTunes. Then there's, of course, the Cert du Soleil show, which are coming out. They're about to do another one. Michael Jackson won. Um, that, yeah, I mean, in death he is, I mean, you know. But, again, I mean, I was telling Kenrick the other night when we were watching. I said, you know, there is, I can honestly say, and, again, not... Reflecting on uh, the personal stuff. When I think about Michael Jackson, the artist, I get emotional. I'm like, what he had was a very rare rare kind of gift that, I mean, the talent, his presence on the stage, you know, even when they were showing some of the footage from him um, practicing for the This Is It tour, I was just like, you know, my gosh, to have that much talent in one person, just wow. I mean... Yeah, I just, when I think, I said, you know, I, I honestly think maybe a hundred years from now or something that they'll maybe look at Michael Jackson in the way that we maybe look at like a Mozart or something. I mean, obviously that much time would have passed, but I'm like, what he did to music, um, you know, I mean, think about Thriller, the fact that it's still as huge as it is, yeah. well, 30 years later, you know? So, yeah, we were seeing that on there. And then there was also a piece on, what was it? Oh, I just forgot. I just, I really enjoy watching it. Uh, I mean, I've always liked 60 Minutes, but mm-hmm. again, it, it gets preempted by golf and it gets preempted by any other sport that CBS is running. And so when you tell it, okay, record, and I end up yeah. seeing half of like the last half of a game or the highlights of something, it just takes me off because I don't, in these cases, they don't give you the whole extender thing. Right. It's only the, the thing before that would have extended it. But, um, but yeah, no, I was watching that, and I know I wanted to mention something else from that show. But last night, King is starting to watch this show called Vice. It comes on ATR. I see it on, on all the time. I watch like five minutes. I ago. saw a segment of it. They were talking about how in Indonesia... Um, I don't know if you saw the the big thing that um, over the internet before where it showed like that baby or kid smoking. Mm -hmm. And it's from Indonesia. And apparently over there, um, people spend more money on smoking than it's like the number two thing that they spend the most money on. It's Mm -hmm. right behind rice or something. I mean, well, I mean, (laughs) they showed that, I mean, the culture, like two thirds of the population smoke. Mm -hmm. Um, Philip Morris apparently bought the largest um, tobacco producer or whatever in that region. Mm. And I mean, I mean, it was just nuts. they showed how people honestly believe over there that smoking helps to cure cancer, not to cause it. They went to these places where they showed you, they had these different treatments and like one, the the guy who was narrating it was um, in it and they showed him going through this thing where they would like inject puffs of smoke into your body and I mean it just I was completely like I, I'm like I can't believe that it's almost as if they live in a bubble yeah I mean you know because they you know in to set up the the piece they talked about how of course here in the states that it was you know up until the sergeant general was like okay no this kills that mm. it was so much a part of the culture they showed clips from old movies where I mean it was like you know smoking was like drinking a glass of water it was just, Mm -hmm. of course, I mean, yeah, when you think about it, when I watch older movies, you can't not see a cigarette. (laughs) But, but yeah, kids over there, they showed, I think it was like this nine-year-old boy was going to school. He was on his way. He stopped at, you know, like a little shack thing, bought his pack of cigarettes, lit up, and was walking to school. And I'm like, I I don't know, I guess maybe it's because of our culture and what we've been told, but to see children that young, smoking, and it be just like, I'm gonna go to the store and buy a soda pop kind of thing, it's really scary, especially knowing what we do know about what happens to people. Yeah, I mean, heck, it's right behind rice. (laughs) I got a meeting to get ready for. (sighs) Okay, so I will post our our um, fun-filled mini-episode, and then of course this one. So again, this is my my I love Barry's writing episode mm. kind of thing.
1: Kind
0: of. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I want to see. Now I'm like, when I read that, I was like, oh, I want to read more of what Barry writes. But then again, I was like, but the type of stuff you write is not the stuff that I'm really interested in. I mean, you know, right. you write a specific. Yeah. So, I mean, your article was great because it was just, it was something that I enjoyed re- reading. Whereas, like, I don't know where I would start with. You know, your writing, because when you suggested Guan Yin, I was like, okay, you know, it was a one-off, and it just... Oh, well, yeah, was... I just suggest
1: that, because you're short. And it's all yeah, by
0: but, you know, <laughs> I, I I don't know. But, yeah. You're uncle, awesome I'm baby. glad you liked it. <laughs> all right, well, have fun at your meeting. We'll see, I don't know, what's next week, Thursday. I mean, I we can't ever say that we'll see you next week, because it kind of all just depends on That's what's true. happening, so... Until next time, this is LaToya. This is Barry. Bye.